created from potassium that lies beneath our skin. Here we go. Uh, hi, I am Onision, and today I want to talk about the time that my stepmom or my dad called the cops on me, but also about beating the living hell out of my dad uh, to the point I was covered in his blood. And <laughs> this is the podcast of a psychopath. Um, no, it was when I was 15, or I know it was 15 because. That's around the time 9-11 happened. I was in uh, Miamisburg. I was going to Miamisburg High School. Uh, and I was dating this girl named Christine. I called her Christine because I have a sister who has a similar name. And, yeah, I didn't want to, like, mix them up. So I was like, you're Christine, not the other variation of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, my father released a, um, a few statements publicly uh, with a newspaper, you got to bear with me on this. This is some spicy meatballs. Um, so my father thought, Hey, my biological son, fuck that guy. (laughs) This guy that I I gave life to, I'm going to go to a newspaper and try to trash him. Right. So that sucks when you have your own dad go to a newspaper about you. Like, what is that? Like, can we just wrap our heads around that real quick? Your father, okay, who who is supposed to be, like, loves you unconditionally, right? Like, when you're a parent, you love your kids unconditionally. That means no matter what your kid does or you think your kid did or whatever, you love them. And I just don't understand the point of a father going to a newspaper shitting on his kid. It doesn't make any sense. But that's my dad. That's the dad I got. Uh, I... My mom and him split up when I was two because there were uh, molestation accusations towards him. I say again, there were molestation accusations toward my dad, which as I, and this is all based on what I've been told by my my mom and, and family members, there were molestation accusations on him, not just of a child, but also of two adults. Uh, the two, I've spoken to one of the adults, I've spoken to the person who is now obviously an adult, and uh, you know, there's there's zero denial one person confirms it, the other person I have a conversation with, and the person who was allegedly violated as a child, I asked him, you know, did this happen, like, quite a few years ago, and instead of answering the question, whether or not it happened, they just said, so anyway, how has your week been going, or whatever they said, they, they distracted from the point. Like, people do this with eating disorders and all kinds of, like, deep issues. If you hit the nail on the head or you are talking about an issue that is very uncomfortable for them, like it really bothers them on a root level, they're going to try to change the subject generally a lot of times. Not all the time, but a lot of times. Um, so this alleged victim who was as, as a child changed the subject and it was haunting to me because that's exactly the response that I would expect of someone who was violated as a child. Not everybody reacts that way, but it definitely... They, they can't even answer the question. Probably hurts a lot. That person went to therapy and stuff because of my father. Okay, that's what my mom told me, that they went to therapy. Uh, and the doctor or the PDA, whatever. Well, you know what the therapy people are called. I think it's like a therapist or something. <laughs> but the professional, they, they had them talk about it. And apparently there were things that they shouldn't have known about reproduction. Uh, they shouldn't have known it at that age, but they knew way too much. They were seven years old. So, 
Anyway, I didn't really believe the uh, the stuff at first. I wanted to believe my dad was a good guy. Um, and the newspaper article, I haven't read it because I don't like reading my father shitting on me. But I was told, <laughs> I was told that he uh, he said um, that he tried to sue me. Right, he tried to sue his own son for talking about these accusations against him. Uh, dude, like, first of all, this is what I've been told by your alleged victims, okay? I've been told by my mom, who has spoken to all the alleged victims, okay? And one of the alleged victims told me directly. Uh, the other person couldn't even talk about it, okay? Because uh, it was bothers them that deeply, okay? How do you get... How are you going to even sue someone for saying, yeah, I was told that this person did this? I never said it would... I, Anyway, so so apparently he's going to sue me because of some variable or whatever. Um, that's cool. That would be so weird to see your dad in court, you know? Anyway, apparently he also... And I just want to say, the person who wrote this article has apparently been fired. Apparently been fired. He tweeted out... It was shortly after he did an interview with me live where I was talking to him live. And he's like, can I get in contact with the victims? Of this guy, the alleged victims, I guess, uh, and I'm I lost it because I'm like thinking, why does he want to get in contact with the alleged victims, right? Other than to make a buck, he's trying to make profit. He wants more views off other people's suffering. You know, that's why a lot of the stuff I do is for charity because I'm not about just making money for that buck. You know, that didn't make any sense. I'm not about <laughs> uh, capitalizing on on real horrible incidents for the sake of just money, okay? I want to do it because it actually creates positive change, which is why when you say like, hey, can I talk to these people about what happened so I could pursue your father for prison? I'd be like, oh, okay, so you have a goal in mind, right? Because you're going to talk to, like you're actually going to go the legal route with my father and actually look to whether or not he really did these things, right? Okay, that would make sense. But no, this guy's just like, I want to talk to him. I just want to, you know, so I can post it on my blog. Because that's so much, that's what the internet basically is. News and stuff. It's like blogs that other snobs agree with. The newspapers, right? A lot of blogs have more reliable information than the actual major news networks. A lot of them do. A lot of news networks don't have as reliable information as your friend next door, Timmy, who just told you something he heard. A lot of times what he's going to say is more accurate than them. You can't rely on a lot of sources of information. And we put people up on pedestals when they're really not that big of a deal. You know, just because you write for a newspaper doesn't mean you're infallible. Okay. Anyway, so this guy got fired after I chewed him out. I don't know what it was for. Might not have been associated with my thing whatsoever. But I posted uh, the actual interview, like uh, Onision interviewed by Newsweek person or whatever. And just a total meltdown at the end. You know, and when I say total meltdown, I mean like the conversation melted down because he went after people I care about. He's like, oh, can I make money by making these people relive these horrible things? Can I get money so I can confront these people, put them in an uncomfortable position, offering them no compensation for their suffering and make them relive this stuff? OK, so that's I, that's all I heard when he was asking to, to, to interview these people. And I was like, I like I was like, oh blood you know stay away from these people you know uh anyway so 
yeah, that was that was messed up um, dealing with that. But my father, yeah, decided to go to this person who later got fired uh, for their article or who knows, you know. Um, but the point is, is that, that I'm just trying to give you a character assessment of my father. OK, he's a guy that would go to a newspaper about his son who doesn't talk to him because of the molestation accusations. OK, when I say accusations, I'm not talking about something I heard online. OK, the, it, people say stuff all the time for attention online. They say things for views and notoriety and all that stuff. But when somebody who's your personal family member comes to you and says this happened and then somebody else says, yes, and other people said that happened, too. You know, when everybody's corrobor- is it corroborating, I think is the right thing. When everyone's when everyone agrees with each other on what happened, who have no incentive, they're not trying to tear down someone famous. They're not trying to get attention for this. In fact, they want the opposite. You know, it just adds up. You know, when somebody goes after someone online, I'm just like, whatever. You know, everybody's like just getting that dopamine kick, starting their GoFundMes and so forth. It's amazing that people actually like fall for that. But, you know, initially they break the story. They got the attention, right? When people try to out other people publicly, like if people were just come out after Johnny Depp, and say, Johnny Depp did this to me. Okay, initially they got the attention, right? Woohoo, now you're famous. But fame doesn't mean anything. Fame is worthless. So what can they do now? Oh, I know. Let's start a Venmo. Let's start a way for me to make profit off this too. Let me sell the rights to this story <laughs> to Netflix so I can have a, doc- a four-part documentary on Johnny Depp. You know, cash in as much as possible. That is all the motivation you need to see for so many things. But you're talking about real-world people who real world suffered a real world crime, allegedly, because there's no motive for any other thing. What would their motive be? It doesn't make any sense. So uh, I asked the alleged victim, who was a child at the time, this right before I completely detached from my dad. I called my dad up. I left a message. I said, I am never going to talk to you again. Something along those lines. So I'm never going to talk to you again. Don't reach out to me. If I ever want to talk, I'll reach out to you, but I'm not interested. Okay. And that's it. I, mean, I kept it simple. I'm just like, I'm done. You know, cut ties because this guy, uh, I witnessed him lie myself. I witnessed him lie about mul- multiple things. Yeah. Multiple things. Because my cousin, uh, when we got in that fight, my cousin came to me and he said, oh, you just hauled off and punched him. That's what he said. And I'm like, and this, this cousin is, um, a Korean. He was adopted by my aunt and uncle on my dad's side. Uh, and he had a sister who was also Korean. So he's a Korean uh, person in appearance, but he has a Southern accent. Like he's from, you know, the South kind of, it's more like mid South. Uh, <laughs> but for some reason, their accents are so hard there. So he's like, hi, and my name's Greg. Hi, Greg. I heard that, you know, your dad said that you just hauled off and punched him. What was that about? And I'm like, okay, adorable cousin uh i I didn't just haul off and punch him now here's what happened all right so my stepmom is a fucking bitch okay most people's moms are probably perceived as a fucking bitch and that's because they never wanted you okay stepmoms never fucking wanted you what stepmoms want is they want to raise a family with your dad that came out of their own vaginas okay that's what it's about you just, you, you, having someone else's kids with them, more often than not, I'm not saying, sorry, I should correct myself. Not all stepmoms are evil succubuses from hell, but a lot of them are. Okay. That's my point. So, 
my stepmom, succubus from hell, who I wanted to fuck. <laughs> Full disclosure, you know, nothing but honesty here. Even if it's painful, revealing honesty, nothing but honesty here. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I did want to fuck her bad. Um, I was like 10 or 11, and I prayed that she would come down and just have sex with me when I was like 10 or 11. So that was fucking crazy. But that's what I was into. Stepmoms. Mm. A lot of people are, actually. A lot of people are into stepmoms. If you go on you know, Pornhub, look it up. A lot of stepmoms. It's because it's a thing, you know? It's a thing. <laughs> Something about the taboo-ness, and it's legal, and they're not actually related to you. All those stuff combined. Like, it's, it's wrong, but they're not blood-related to you, and it's legal. So, you know? Stepmoms. Anyway, the point is... Uh, <laughs> the point is we're driving down the road, driving down the freeway on our way to Tennessee to see my Southern cousins, right? On our way to Tennessee, Tennessee is a great place. By the way, there's fireflies there. If you've never seen a firefly, I definitely recommend Tennessee. Amazing creatures. They light up at the night, make the air look beautiful. Driving to Tennessee and I'm blasting Rob Zombie. Dead. I am the one exterminate the sun slipping through the trees, strangling the breeze, or I don't know, some variation of those lyrics. Uh, I think we're in a white Pontiac sedan, uh, five seater. They always like buying new cars. Those people, they have a tennis ball in their garage that comes down, hits the window. So they don't run into anything real cute. Anyway, so we're driving. I think it's that car. I'm not sure. It's around nine 11. Um, not sure what part of nine 11. It might've been after nine 11. I don't know. Uh, so I'm blasting Rob zombie and they're up there being la-di-da, you know, typical Seventh-day Adventist, white privilege cunts. So, <laughs> so they're just, if you want to imagine my dad, he's Ned Flanders, okay? Ned Flanders, only fatter. You know, Ned Flanders was ripped. My dad is fat. He got really fat. I think he went back to eating meat, and that's why. I don't know, but uh, last picture I saw of him, he's, just, he's still smiling, but he's fat. Uh, anyway, so we're driving down. And my dad uh, asked me to turn on my music or something like that at some point. I kind of ignore him. And then uh, he asked me again. I flip him off, you know, but I don't think he sees it. You know, he's like, turn on your music. No, Ned. Um, so, Ned Flanders. <laughs> so, he's like, what's your problem while driving? Why, do you, why are you so pissed? And I was like, well, your fucking bitch wife. <laughs> First time I ever <laughs> dropped... The heavy words on him. I was just, it was out of nowhere. I was so mad because I wasn't going to get to be able to sleep with my girlfriend that weekend. I think it was the first time that we were going to sleep together. So it was real exciting for me. And I think they fucked it up. It might have been like the second time. I don't know. But it was a real event. I was real excited about it. We were both uh, in high school, same grade. It was nice. Um, anyway, so I said, your fucking bitch wife fucked up my, I didn't actually elaborate. I just said, it's your fucking bitch wife. So my dad kind of goes all weird silent whatever i'm kind of filling in the blanks because you know these these subtle things don't matter just the major events matter um so he pulls off the freeway pulls into a parking lot for a gas station looks like a nothing gas station i don't think i remember branding so it's probably like mom and pop gas station and he immediately bart simpsons me a lot of simpsons references here but he, what i mean by that is he homer simpsons me he turns around he like literally unbuckles his seat, turns around and just starts choking me. Okay. Like, cause the fucking bitch thing, I guess he's real defensive. Like, Oh, my biological son and in, in, insulted my cum dumpster wife. I guess I should be mad anyway. So 
he's choking me and it's not like a man's choke it's like um it's like a choke that you know it doesn't cut off all my air which is weird right it doesn't cut off all my air i can i'll just try to simulate it <laughs> yeah it's about that <laughs> it's like that right so he's, he's not putting so much pressure that I can't breathe, but he's putting enough pressure that I'm worried it's going to hurt me. And it did. I got a little bubble in my neck forever from it. Uh, but he's like choking me. I'm like, yo, you got to get off me. Uh, get off me. Get off me. It's not getting off me. And I say, don't get off me. I'm going to fight back. And he doesn't get off me, right? He's still choking me. So I'm like, mm, fuck it. I'm wearing combat boots. And so, because <laughs> I was goth, right? I love being goth at the time. So I lift up my right leg and I push him and kick him and push him and kick him, uh, whichever, you know, cause it depends on the blow. Um, if it's, uh, if he's far away, you can kick harder. If he's closer, you're more like pushing. So I'm kicking him and I think I kicked him 17 times, maybe 15 times, some variation of that. And I kicked him enough. So he was completely off of me. After he hit the dashboard of the front of the car, I kind of kicked a few more times just to make sure. Uh, like just make sure he was, he was not going to come back to, to hurt me. Um, so after that, his wife pops out of the car and we used to call her auntie. Isn't that stupid? And we used to call her auntie, but his wife pops out of the car equally fat and they come out. They're not that fat at the time, but they got fat, fatter since, you know, we disconnected. I guess maybe I crushed his vegetarian soul. And so he just went meat eating or something. I don't know. Uh, I guess God doesn't matter because that's like the whole basis of the seventh day religion, right? Seventh day Adventist is, is like these different values from normal Christianity. And one of them is vegetarianism. And if you're going to drop vegetarianism, sorry, Dado, you're not going to heaven. Okay. If that's like your values, if that's your values, it's not about vegetarianism. It's about your values. Okay. If you're not strong enough to show God that you cannot eat meat for him, why the fuck would he let you in his golden gates? You know, that was that was your promise to God. He didn't change the scripture of Seventh-day Adventism. You know, it's not it's not so much about the rules. It's about following the rules and and having loyalty and dedication to your faith. You're going to hell, Dad. Anyway, so my dad gets out and he comes to the back and he's like, you know, he's like dripping blood. And this is when the blood starts really going down my shirt and shit. uh, As I recall, he's dripping blood, I think, from his face. Mostly, I He's, he's like a big puffy bag of blood. So he's like gushing all over my white t-shirt. I was really in the Eminem. Uh, so I was wearing a white t-shirt because Eminem was all about the white t-shirts, I think, when I was 15. Uh, so he's dripping blood all over me. And by the time I got the juvenile hall, it was brown. Um, but his wife is trying to take off my shoe, my right shoe, I think. She's trying to undo it, but I double knotted it, and I'm also wiggling my foot and kind of giggling about it because she's trying to. It's like, what do you think? I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> I'm just the boot man. I'm gonna run around kicking everybody. Like I got fists, bitch. Like what are you <laughs> like? You taking off my shoes? What are you doing? Like that's her immediate thought. So I'm wiggling my foot around while he's grabbing me. You know, and as I was told from his article, he just said he lightly put his hand on my shoulder and I started attacking him. Sure, dad. That's totally what fucking happened. You pulled over your car and you just lightly put your hand on my shoulder. Anyway, so he's, he's grabbing me like this, right? And, I, and he's right outside the passenger seat. I was, I think, in the middle or to the side initially, which is why I was so able to choke me in the middle or whatever. So he's grabbing me like this, right? And she's taking off my shoe. 
And uh, he's got so much blood gushing and tripping down my shirt that he has to, I think this is how it happened. I don't remember this part too clearly. But he has so much dripping down his face, he's got to wipe his bloody face off, right? Because he's bleeding so bad everywhere. So I, in that moment, because dumb bitch can't get my shoe off, right? I bolt. You know, the moment he starts wiping off his face with the blood and shit, I bolt. I run around the gas station. The gas station is positioned here. I run around like this, okay? I run behind the gas station, and I sit down on the thing because I realize I have nowhere to go. I'm 15. I have fucking nowhere to go. I'm, I'm fucked, okay? I could hide in the bushes, but what the fuck am I going to do then? Just be stranded in the middle of fucking nowhere? It's in the middle of... It was literally in Kentucky. So uh, we're in between Ohio and Tennessee. Uh I'm going off memory. I don't know actual geography, but you can look it up to verify my story. Uh, Ohio, we're going through Kentucky to Tennessee. Okay. So uh, I think it was Miamisburg, Miamisburg, Ohio to somewhere in Tennessee. I don't know where that is. Uh, I don't know where we were driving um, because I don't know where they're located in Tennessee. So I run to the other side. I'm just sitting there and I'm crying my eyes out because I'm acting like a tough guy back in the car. But when I got to the curb, I was just like, this is fucked up, dude. I just beat the shit out of my dad. And the adrenaline is <laughs> the adrenaline is pumping so much in me that I just I can't think clearly at fucking all. If you guys have ever been in a hardcore fight with someone where you're making them bleed, your adrenaline is popping, okay? It's through your fucking head. You are in you're in like some kind of emotional state. So, uh the cops roll up right? And I think I remember seeing my dad pointing in some direction and they're driving around and they eventually just see me in my white ass shirt sitting there on the fucking curb, like a good boy. So they drive over. I say, what happened? I said, I thought he hit me. What a dumbass thing to say, you know, because the adrenaline's popping. You have no fucking clue what just happened. Your adrenaline is through the roof. You're 15. Your adrenaline's through the roof. You're fucking confused. You just beat the shit out of your dad. So I said something completely. I said, I thought he hit me. I don't know why the fuck I said that, but I did. So they put me in cuffs. Of course. If I say I thought he hit me and then they fucking, that's all they got and I'm covered in his blood. (laughs) Like, of course they're going to fucking arrest me. So they did. And then they took me down. Uh, I think I was like, I was a little bit done crying halfway through on the way to juvie. I kind of felt relieved. I was away from my dad because he's such a fucking idiot. So we uh, drive to juvie and uh, they do my fingerprints and they, they take a picture. And when they take off my cuffs, they're like, you're not going to do anything stupid, right? And I'm like, no, I think they said you're not going to do anything if you take off these cuffs. And I said, no, that would be stupid. And they're like, that's right. And then I, you know, did all the shit. So after that, uh, they put me in my cell, D210, Kentucky Juvenile Hall, D210. That's the cell I was in. And I was constipated in the cell. I was really constipated. It was one of those, I'm going to be a little bit deep about this because why the fuck not? I uh, I had poo-poo stuck in my bum bum, okay? Uh, but it wasn't really there. It was that kind of poo-poo, you know? Have you ever had to go to the bathroom? You think you have to go poop, but there's nothing there. You just, you got like little rabbit pellets or whatever, you know? Is it a vegetarian thing? <laughs> Anyways, I had nothing there, but I'm bored. I have nothing else to do. Got poo poo stuck in my bum. So I stick my finger up there and I try to pull it out. And then my fingers, they won't stop. It's just the worst smell after I do that. And I'm trying to wash my hands, but they don't have sufficient hand sanitizer or wash. 
inside your cell, okay? So, and it's just, this is just like a transitional cell before they find me my permanent cell, which might have been D210 actually, not that one. I think the holding cell or whatever, the transfer cell was something else. Um, anyway, so they come to get me for grub. And when they come to get me for grub, uh, a whiff of shit smell leaves the, leaves the cell. And it goes to hit everyone else. And everyone in juvenile hall is like, dude, that's fucking gross. And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? I'm a guy. This is what I do. Anyway, so we get in line and uh, we eat grub. They're fed well. Those inmates, they are fed fucking well. Like when I say well, I mean they get prepackaged shit, which is yummy. Okay, it's not necessarily good for you, but it's fucking yummy. Like, I got a brownie. Okay, I literally got a brownie for beating the shit out of my dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how the government teaches you they did a bad thing. They put me in an orange suit and they gave me a fucking brownie. <laughs> bad. <laughs> Here's a brownie. They feed you well, I think. I, I, You know, if I was really trying to de incentivize people, in uh in a cell i wouldn't give them brownies i'd give them pretty much everything but brownies but not brownies because brownies seem like a civilian thing not an inmate thing but you know fuck it give them brownies so i, I had a brownie and had a couple other things i don't remember anything about the brownie i think it was the type with little rainbow flakes on it yum anyway so uh with that being said i uh I went to my cell and I did push-ups and I was dancing around and I did sit-ups and I was singing songs to myself and I was tapping on the wall to see if the person next to me would tap back. I think they did tap back at some point. Uh, I played poker with a guy who said that um, he said that he thought there were only six months in a year because he said that he was in juvie for the next like five years and I was like, the fuck do you mean five years shouldn't you be in like some higher thing i don't know how many years it was but it's, it was multiple years and and he's like yeah it's uh it's um you know it's uh it's like 32 months or is that 30 26 20 something 30 months or something like that however many six times for 30 months 30 months so i was like that's not five years <laughs> is that right math six times five yeah that's 30 months so uh, I educated him on that. Didn't even know that. He's from Kentucky. Of course, he's white. He's from Kentucky. He doesn't know how many fucking months there are in a year. But I educated him on that. There's 12 months in a year. And there's this other guy who's big and fat, and he bullied me. He's like, yo, step up, bitch. Because we were in line, and he bullied me at one point. But that was the highlight, right? There's hand sanitizer there, and there's this. there was this kid. I love the hand sanitizer smell. That's where I remember it. But there was this kid there who his mom worked at the facility, right? And he's like 10. He's a 10-year-old or something. Whenever he throws a tantrum, the mom just brings him down to juvenile hall and throws him in a restraining chair so he can't move. And the kid is like, he's making the most horrified screams. Like, this child just wants to be properly parented, and you're locking him in, like, an electric chair without the electricity. Like, it's literally that. So I was, I was horrified by that. That was a little traumatic for me to see. But um, other than that, uh, my, my mom flew all the way out. My aunt flew all the way out to see me while I was there. I told him what happened. And, uh, my, my dad was there and his fucking bitch wife showed up and he looked like he was, he was just like a shell of a man. He was like, (laughs) his eye was all, and I'm laughing because he's such a fucking liar and he is a grown ass man who got in a fight with a 15 year old and is acting like a victim of the 15 year old. 
Like, I'm sorry that I whooped your ass and you're a grown man, dude. But you shouldn't attack people if you can't fight them, okay? So, anyway, my, my father's all shook. And he was saying I almost broke his collarbone, but I didn't. So, stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> he said I almost broke his collarbone because apparently that was one of the spots that I impacted along with his face and they took me home like on the Monday I went there on a Friday they were supposed to stay in Tennessee for the weekend I guess I fucked up their plans uh, maybe not take me away from my girlfriend when I have plans with my girlfriend because that's why I was mad I had plans with my girlfriend and that's why his wife's a fucking bitch because they didn't warn me about making random plans to go two states away for the weekend it was just an impromptu. We don't have to think about anybody else in the house. We're just going to go on vacation randomly and fuck his plans. So I was like, you're a fucking bitch for doing that. Okay, that was the whole problem, right? It's me not being able to be with my girlfriend that weekend as I planned. I disappointed my girlfriend. Made me mad. So um, anyway, so my dad takes me back to the house. And, um, and we're getting to the part where they called the cops. I mean, not that's the biggest part of the story, but it's kind of significant. Dad takes me back to the house, and he says, um, I don't know what he said. <laughs> We're not to that part of the story yet. Uh, so I check my computer files, and uh, it looks like they've been modified, okay? I wonder about my journal, too, you know, if he's been looking at my journal while I've been gone to find out what, what went wrong with this boy. Why is he beating the shit out of me? Um, so he goes through uh, my files, Obviously, because it has the modified date. If you know anything about technology, you know that if you click on a file, open a file, it'll say when it was last opened. Okay? Date last opened. You can look at your computers now, confirm that. But it shows you, right? And it's showing that my files were opened when I was in juvenile hall. So I call my dad and I say, call him up to my room and I say, did you access my computer while I was in juvenile hall for being the shit out of you? Didn't phrase it that way. Just said while I was gone. And he says, no. What a fucking idiot. You know, who lies about something involving a breadcrumb trail? Breadcrumb? Breadcrumb trail. Okay? There's a digital breadcrumb trail. I keep saying come. Must be on my mind. There's a digital trail. Okay? So he doesn't know anything about fucking that because he's basically a boomer. So he's like, no, I didn't access your computer. I'm like, okay, well, there's a breadcrumb trail. And I know for a fact you accessed it. That or Debbie did, but she's a dumb bitch. Probably doesn't know how to turn on a computer. So it's probably you. And so he changes his story on the spot. He's like, well, okay, maybe I did. Okay, but so what? I didn't open anything. You know, that's bullshit, right? He obviously accessed my files. That's meh. It's right here. So he gets caught in a lie. And in that moment, I lose uh, even more respect for him. An enormous amount of respect for him. Because when your parent lies to you like that, they lie to your fucking face. They don't love you. Okay? They just don't love you the way a, a parent should. Because parents, they tell you the truth because they respect you. Because they want you to know who they are. Because they want to have a real relationship with you. If you lie to your kids or your kids lie to you, you are making it so they can't truly know who the fuck you are. And if you don't know who you are, then how could you love them? When I say I love you, I am able to list reasons why. If I list a reason why I love you based on a lie, then my love is less valid. This destroys the whole fucking point of human relationships. So lies are the fucking devil. That's the point. Okay, that's why I value honesty so much because you, you just, everything's fake. You may as well be playing a video game if you're not going to be honest because that's about as much impact as you have on the real world when you lie. 
It's just not real. It's fake. It's artificial. So tell the truth. That's real. Anyway, so my dad lied to me. <sighs> anyway, uh, so one night, and then we're finally getting the juvenile or the calling of the cops thing. One night, shortly after, they call me down to eat um, some vegetarian food, which, by the way, vegetarian food's fucking delicious. You should try it sometime. Absolutely delicious. Uh, they call me down to eat a meal with them. They made a meal. They said, eat dinner with us. And I say, no. And they say, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. And then they say, and I'm actually not exaggerating. Pretty sure I'm not exaggerating. Pretty sure I'm not exaggerating on this. Uh, they say, what? I say, I'm not eating dinner. I don't want dinner. I'm not hungry. And this is what he literally do. He says his wife's name. And then he follows it with, call the cops. So it was her who called the cops. Now I think about it. Okay. Well, now I got the, my stepmom called the cops on me. That's a good video title. Uh, <laughs> so my stepmom goes over, fucking bitch, goes over. She picks up the phone. She dials 911. And I'm like, this is a fucking joke. The cops are going to show up and they're going to look at what re- stupid, <laughs> re- stupid parents you are, right? And they're going to say, learn how to fucking parent. He doesn't want to eat his food, right? That's what I thought would happen because, I don't know, I assume I'm rational. Cops show up to a house where parents are calling the cops because their kid won't eat dinner. The cops laugh. They maybe slap the parents in the face and spit on them, and then they leave. In a just society, that's what would happen pretty much. But instead, the cops show up, and they... I've got a little, I think I have a little smirk on my face. I don't know. But they look at me and they say, you need dinner? I was like, I'm not hungry. He's like, do you want me to rest you? And I'm like, what? (laughs) And these cops are legitimately going to arrest me if I don't just fucking eat dinner when I'm told to. They're going to fucking arrest me for not eating dinner? So that's 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 horrifying to me. And my smirk is gone. My smirk is completely gone. And uh, now I feel like I'm living in a permanent detention facility in that house. Like if I ever step out of line, if I ever talk back, if he says like, hey, do this chore. And I say, ah, fuck you. And he goes, oh, calling the cops. Like what the fuck is that? You don't just call the cops on your son for not wanting to eat dinner. But that's what he did. And I was like, I have to get the fuck out of here. This man is insane. This man is a fucking nut job for, first of all, choking me, getting mad because I fucking fought back, and then just calling the cops every single time I don't want to fucking eat dinner. So shortly after, I'm back in my mom's custody, okay? Because I threw up the SOS, and my mom's like, come on back. I came on back and, you know, it's all good, man. It was, it was good. Um, yeah, I know. So my dad told the, the news that I was 17. I don't know where the fuck that came from. When I was 17, I was dating. Who the fuck was I dating? And I was dating Christine when I was 15. So there's no way, like, that's literally the only time I was able to have a relationship while I was there is when I was, because I was there for so long. And then all the other periods, I had like a brief fling when I was 11. I had a fling with a, someone who was four years older than me when I was 11. That was, that was interesting. But that woman couldn't even look at me. 
She couldn't even look at me because uh, she was so embarrassed by it when I was back for that brief time at 15, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, my memory is right because she was like 19 then. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so long story short, uh, these people um, are basically some of the worst parents ever. I don't know if you can beat alleged child molester who attacks you and then tells everyone that they didn't do anything and they just put their hand on your shoulder. I don't know if you can beat that, but there was another incident in the basement where, you know, I was being disobedient because I was, like, trying to do my laundry or something. I don't even remember the exchange, but... Uh, he grabbed my hand, he threw it against the washing machine and smacked the metal. And that kind of hurt. I didn't fight back because I was afraid to go to juvenile hall again. And uh, there's that other time he took away my PlayStation, which I cried about. Because I, I worked all, like a good portion of a summer painting a fence. Uh, not just painting it, but I had to strip it down first. And then it was stupid. It's like, it's fucking cheap-ass fence, dude. Stop being a prick. Anyway, so I did all that, and he bought me a PlayStation. So that was cool that I got that exchange exchange. Um, but Ohio is hot during the summer. <laughs> anyway, so it really sucks. It's humid too. But I cried over that. And that's, I think, most of the incidents that occurred with my father. But I've made these kind of videos before. So if you guys want to verify my honesty that I'm telling the truth, just go back and watch the old ones and compare each and every single fucking point I made. And if you're telling a lie, then you're going to fuck that up. You can't just do it over and over again in one take, you know? It's, it would require a master memory, which I don't have, because I still don't remember what my stepmom's tits look like when they bounced. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, if you guys want to sign up to my site, adults only, onisianfans.com, it features moi and other stuff. There's a forum and stuff there, but if you sign up to the $12 tier, porn. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm kind of fucking with you, kind of not. Um, it's a great site. Love that site. Uh, also on OnlyFans and all these other things. So uh, thanks for supporting my shit. And I hope you enjoyed this story. Boop, squeeze.